This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. Oh, man. Gosh, Tiba. That that Bantha flu really packs a wallop. I, I, I think I got licked by a Bantha uh, somehow last week when I was visiting the Sands of Tatooine. It really put me down for the count. Man, those, those Banthas are filthy. They have disgusting mouths. Um, See, that's a whole different perspective. You have to look at the Pikes are doing you a, a favor. Yeah. They're doing the galaxy a favor by getting rid of those disgusting, filthy, smelly Banthas that are causing all this very flow. Very rubbery, uh, puppet puppet looking like uh, tongues there but they they're very dangerous Fill, filled with galactic virus don't don't let them lick you so <laughs> well um we're, we're back again with another great episode of fet fellas this is our, our wrap-up of episode four of the book of boba fett the gathering storm uh Teeb, is that a reference to water potentially coming to tatooine you know that's been my prediction all along oh that we're gonna see the aquatic cisterns in the center of tatooine open up a deluge no, I think you're just you just have a hopeful or wishful thinking. Uh, unless John Favreau is a big fan of ice pirates, I don't think that that's what we're going to see on Tatooine. I think it would. You think fans are bad now? If you made Tatooine from a desert planet to a water planet, they would lose their marbles. They would just they would start <laughs> pulling their eyeballs out of their head and run to the nearest bantha, hoping that it would lick them to death because they wouldn't want to live on this planet oh, anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> they would commit banticide? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, oh, banticide, geez. totally. They, I mean, per, you know, yeah, no, th- it's not going to happen. Uh, the Gathering Storm, I think, is more like getting the, the, the new gang together, right? Like, it's it's time to do some gangster-ish, right? right? It's time to get for real. Yeah. I mean, this episode was all about gathering stuff. You know, he gathered up his his fire spray ship. He tried to gather up his armor. He gathered up, um, uh, you know, services at a tattoo parlor for Fennec Shand. Um, all kinds of products and services were <laughs> gathered in this episode. <laughs> so, just as a point of contention, I do believe that was a mod. Uh, uh, a mod shop, parlor, not a tattoo. Yeah. Shop. Well, we we saw them doing yeah, mods, mod but parlor. they probably specialize in tattoo work. I mean. I think you're underselling them. But okay. <laughs> I mean, they replaced Oliver in, in complete guts. I mean, that was pretty impressive. It is I mean, pretty amazing. I didn't you know. see. I didn't see all the uh, the spare parts there uh, in his inventory to manage to replace GI tracts and spleens and pancreas and livers and stuff. Um, but apparently, uh, you knew he threw in a couple Legos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> A Lego Fennec Shan, like do your do your own Fennec Shan, put together your own Fennec Shan Lego. That's set. amazing. Great. So, uh, Teeb, speak freely. Give us your little uh, review here of episode four. I got licked by a bantha. <laughs> yeah, Boba is making love to a bantha. Then he happens upon an elderly assassin, and he saves her by replacing all her lady parts with the help of the weekend. So I guess she's now mod or moder or whatever. Then Black Chrysanthemum is racist to Trandoshans for some reason, so he rips the arm off of one while uh, Jessica Beale watches. Then, with the help of Fennec Shand, he goes to a new he goes to get a new spaceship called Firespray, which looks a lot like his old spaceship Slave One. 
and then they fly it into the Sarlacc pit trying to find his armor and almost fall in love with her all over again. Then they try to organize the crime better on Tatooine than the nameless ranker makes his, uh, oh, I'm sorry, then they try to organize the crime better on Tatooine, and then the nameless rancor, nameless rancor, meaning there's still time to name that rancor, uh, he makes his presence known, and they realize they need more muscle. So then we hear Mandalorian music, and that leads me to believe we'll be getting more Cara Dune, because she is the real muscle of the galaxy, and I'd love to see Black and her make little Wookiee babies. Ooh, wow. that That's not where I was expecting you going there. So tell tell everyone a little bit about well, our Name the, That Rancor contest, Teeb, for people who didn't listen in last week. Well, the Name That Rancor contest uh, was my uh, my idea, all mine, 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 mine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited about it because uh, I think that a lot of people would like to wear our shirts, but they're just poor. And so I feel that this is a good way to let at least one person maybe get a shirt from us uh, for free. All they have to do is name that Rancor, come up with an excellent Rancor name that we uh, will judge and decide and determine. Uh, you know, until the show actually gives him a name, uh, we can we can let this contest go as long as we want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we definitely we like could, to get some entries. We, we so, can beat this rank core yeah, to death uh, week in and week out. So, yeah, I mean we're not gonna drop a door on it or anything like that. <laughs> like we're not, you know, jerks like Luke who you know, the guy was just trying to eat and Luke was like, oh, I'm gonna drop a door on you. What a Peter would come for us, I think, if we did anything that horrible to to uh, the second Rancor, Rancor 2.0. So yeah, uh, get on Twitter, hashtag name that Rancor. Uh, Link Vox a million was giving me, uh, giving me some crap for not uh, posting that hashtag on my feed when I was talking about it, but that was because I was trying to irritate him. So um, just in case uh, there's any lack of clarity about my intentions, uh, that was the reason for that. So name that Rancor. Well, anytime you want to irritate Link, just uh, tell, just uh, mention that every single race in Star Wars is Trandoshan. I think that's like his major trigger. <laughs> yeah, but, Whenever you don't know, you're just like, but, I don't know, Trandoshan. Boba Fett got licked know. by a Trandoshan. <laughs> <laughs> a Trandoshan pulled a Trandoshan's arm off in the, uh, the, um, the whatever that uh, club is. Yeah. Uh, Trand. Trandoshan fixed uh, the, the uterus of a uh, Trandoshan <laughs> assassin. So, very good. Well, uh, yeah, this, this was a weird one, I have to say. Um, right off the bat, you know, my first impressions are we're done with the flashbacks. Uh, you know, it seems like we're up to present day for whatever that means. And so a lot of people are happy that we won't have that zoom in of the back to tank. So no, no more flashback does anymore. So that's nice, I guess. Right. Uh, Thank clever. you. I worked hard I like on that. that one. No more flashback does. Yeah. Did you like Very the flashback does in the first four episodes? I, I think I'm going to miss them. I like the, well, you know, to see what got him to where he is. Well, I was I was uh, really captivated by little you know the story of little Ronnie Raider, and then they they murdered him way too soon. Um, I did think that they had potential to keep the Tuscan Raiders around, like we were talked about. They could have been his muscle, like the like the uh, Dothraki from Game of Thrones, and I think it would have been really cool to see like you know over the dunes just like four thousand Tuscan Raiders. Like it's because then it'd be like five years later, right? And he's like that like a chieftain or something like that. And they just descend on the pikes and just massacre them Don't all. write that off that yet. I still cool. think we may see a massive uh, a Tuscan attack at some point. I think that's that's still in the cards. Some, it's it's like his uh, it's like his ace in the hole that he's hanging on for. So I think we could still see that. I think you're dreaming just about just like the, <laughs> the water planet. You're having a wet a, a water planet dream. You're having a wet dream on the Tuscan Raiders too. Yeah, but that's okay. You can dream. 
All right, so no disintegrations. Uh, best part of the episode um, for you. Um, I'm going to go first. Uh, I would say the thing that I like the most about this episode was actually Fennec Shan's uh, tiny little drone like ball thing because one it evoked baby yoda it was about the same size as something that baby yoda might like to play with and so i thought maybe it's foreshadowing that we're gonna see baby yoda in this series um and also it was just really fun to see that thing zooming around and taking pictures gave us like the uh the 3d the 360 degree virtual tour on um uh zillow of java's palace i mean it does make sense that it would be on zillow because it doesn't it's not occupied so it's gone into like uh you know forbearance or whatever uh and so now it makes sense that they need to take that video but yeah that was such a cool little device huh yeah java's palace java's box i can see it now on zillow i can already see the the ad for that yeah no i i agree 650 000 square feet the old palace <laughs> there's like nothing in it no dancers there's like nobody in there anymore the furnace, just the furnace, in a is, the furnace is broken be, you know they're on tatooine they, there's no air conditioning either oh uh, but there's no rats either because they kept the rat catcher droid alive which i thought was interesting did you did you like that part where they uh they kept the little rat cat that was my favorite part he dumped them in droid. the garbage right yeah, but then you saw him later in the five years later in the in the now he's running around in the palace. Oh, he is. I guess I I forgot that. Yeah, he's still he's still kicking. I think so I was so blown away by the fact that Disney included a scene from Ratatouille in the book of <laughs> Boba Fett that Thank I you. was just really really uh you know blown away by that. I didn't I didn't remember that that he survived. But yeah, let us see how much you know. Which one is a chef? Oh. Uh... Oh, that guy. Who is next in command? The sous chef there. Uh, the sous is responsible for the kitchen when the chef's not around. Saucier in charge of sauces, very important. Uh, chef de partie, uh, demi-chef de partie, both important. Comme, uh, comme their cooks, very important. Ah, you are a clever rat. Now, who is that? <laughs> I know, I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like, oh, that's Ratatouille. And then, oh, it's General Grievous because he had the little spinny blades. And then she comes up from behind him and just t- cuts his head off. And I'm like, that's not very nice. Yeah, the, and then, the and then general... you see the little rat catcher and you're like, oh, God, are they going to like murder that little rat catcher? He's just doing his job. He's he was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Get the little, you know everybody's going to want one of those with the little ears going back and forth and everything, the little, the little... I don't know what the hell they call them, wings on his head. The little net is and everything, yeah. That scene... That scene did a lot, you know. It was first of all, it was really funny, but also that chef droid really triggered me, you know, just because it's obvious that this is somehow inspired by the prequels. And I, I just, I was like, get out of my Boba Fett, get out of my Boba Fett prequels, get out of here. Um, You're so, waiting to see Dexter Jazz come out and pulling oh, his pants up over his ass with his <laughs> extra hand. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Give me some Wampa Rat stew. Yeah. Ah. Yes. So, what about you? What was your favorite part of episode? Four. That was my favorite part. I think was that was honestly the rat catcher droid. The fact that they didn't kill him and everything. Uh, at that and the fact that now everybody knows he has a rancor. Like I liked how they introduced the rancor to the rest of the crime syndicates. Like, oh by the way, yeah, that's not empty anymore. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> cat. It's was... like a cat reaching up on yeah, top of the it... table to like grab scraps. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was and, brilliant. Um, but but I thought it was kind of weird that black uh, chrys- chrysanthemum. Chris, Chris, Kristen, Chris, Chris, Kristen, that guy. Uh, I'm just calling him Black because that's his first name, Black, right? So, 
I thought it was interesting, though, that Black acted, like, surprised, like, oh, wait, like, oh, they have a Rancor. Like, he knew they had a Rancor, because at first I was like, oh, that's right, he didn't know they had a Rancor. And then, uh, yeah, he did. He was there at the exchange when uh, the twins gave him, gave Boba the, the Rancor. So maybe he was just startled because of the, the ac- you know, the action of the the unnamed Rancor. I don't know. That could be. That could be. I mean, Black, Black Chrysanthemum has obviously a softer side. Um, I mean, he's a uh, he's got those energy binder uh, um, brass knuckles, but inside he's just like a jelly donut. I think, really, you know, he just wants to be loved. Okay, what set him off at the at the club? <laughs> That was when he just saw somebody being happy, and he's like, "I hate happy people." Yeah, yeah. He, he just, you know, he, that guy. He, he's, <laughs> he's like, like just a dick. He's yeah, dick. <laughs> he he was drunk. You know, you got to blame a little bit on the alcohol under the influence. But I think it's, you know, he's a warrior. He 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 doesn't do well under normal civil conditions. He's not fully civilized, and he just he kind of hit his critical mass. I think of what he's able to do a little bit, almost like. Um, an incredible Hulk sort of type of relationship, I think. So we're going to see that he's going to need an outlet for violence in the future of this episode of this series as well. I think so. Um, yeah. I wonder if Marvelous Movies has anything to say about that. I know uh, huh. our our, uh, our faking fandom partners. I know. I think I believe I saw an article about the Hulk. I wonder if there's any uh, tie-in there. Huh. It will be interesting. I'm not sure. I'm unaware of any possible tie-in, but. Um, Oh, here's something. Missed opportunities. This is not something we usually talk about, but I feel like Disney okay. has missed a massive marketing opportunity uh, when Boba says to the Bantha, go, go, run around the Dune Sea, make baby Banthas. Like, how have we never seen a baby Bantha? Like, that would be absolute gold. Like, picture, like, little stuffed animals, little things like that. They would be adorable. Um, they could even give, you know, when they sell them, they could include, like, a bottle of blue milk because Bantha milk is blue. You know, what's going on at Disney? Are they Have they just lost their minds, or is it strategic that they have they squeeze that? their belly, and then a giant um, um, prolongated tongue comes out and licks your face <laughs> and gives you uh, Bantha flu. That's yeah. right. No, that'd be a great idea. Actually, I do believe I have seen um, baby Banthas in a Star Wars property, but I'm not sure if it was Disney. I believe it was Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. I believe there's a mission where you have to go save a baby Bantha. Uh, see, I knew I somebody can heard of them wrong. before. Yeah. Well, we'll see in the future if we do get our baby Banthas, because um, I would love to see a baby Bantha. So. All right, well, uh, how about the part of this episode that you would have liked to change? Your fugazi, fugazi, forget about it, Teeb. What would you have rather ended up on the cutting room floor? I'll let you go first this time. Can we we talk about this? Can we talk about the fact that they have Jeff Bridges in the episode and they cover him with so much freaking makeup that it is absolutely impossible to recognize him? Apparently, it's really hard because I did not even realize Jeff Bridges was in this episode until just now. Well, <laughs> please enlighten I'm sure, us. I'm pretty sure he's the one that says, I abide. Oh, he's one of the aliens. Now, I don't know. I could be wrong. We could be fake news. I could be, you know, do all the fake ah. you, But I will say this. It's not the first time that you've uh, seen Disney Star Wars do this because, remember, TK007, who was uh, voiced by Daniel Craig and uncredited at the time. The dude abides. I don't know about you, 
but I take comfort in that. It's good knowing he's out there, the dude, taking her easy for all us sinners. So I have the cast list here for several of those characters. Um, Doc Strassi, is that the one you're talking about? Sure. I don't know. So that's Robert Rodriguez, actually, the director. Um, The Clatoonian boss Ah. is Phil Lamar. And Garfalacqua, maybe, is the guy you're thinking of. Garfalacqua is Barry Lown, who I'm not familiar with. So I don't see him credited in this. But, as you know, again, it might be a situation where that just hasn't come out yet. So. That's my Fugazi. I think it's Jeff Bridges, okay. and uh, I'm standing. I'm standing by it. <laughs> so you didn't like the fact that you couldn't tell it was Jeff Bridges, so you just made up the fact that it's Jeff Bridges. <laughs> hey, that's how I do it. That that's that's Teeb. That is exactly Teeb has his own reality. You guys live in your reality. He's in my head cannon. That's Jeff Bridges. And at the end of that scene, he grabbed the rug and he said. I'm giving you this rug because I believe it will tie the room together. <laughs> I'm going to go have a, a, a white Russian now. Oh, the dude abides. <laughs> I, even in Star abides. Wars, even on Tatooine. And maybe it is. Um, well, you got Nicholas Nolte in the first season of The Mandalorian. Why can't you, why can't you get Jeff Bridges? They could He's get him. like uh, Brokeback Jeff Bridges or Brokeback Nick Nolte or maybe vice versa. Huh. I don't know. Whichever one was in uh, Down and Out Beverly Hills. So I don't know if it was just because I had the Bantha flu this week or whatever, you know. I had a lot of things I didn't like about this episode. I really did, Teeb. Uh, some of them wow. were small. Some of them were more, I don't know, like uh, sundry and important, I guess. But So just technically, there was one campfire scene after um, they recovered the fire spray slave one ship and blew up the Sarlacc with a sound um, charge. And it was just so crap. Like it was so obvious that they were just sitting on the floor and there was a flat projection behind them. I don't know if you noticed that scene at all. Is that where Fennec Shane is just sitting there? Yeah, like Fennec is like, yeah, he gives her like a scurrier to eat. And she's like, oh, thank you. I'm hungry. I got to use these new guts, you know. Uh, And then he's like explaining why he's becoming a mob boss and that he wants to have a house of his own. And um, basically saying, "I'll, I'll pledge myself to you. And it's just this background of them. It looks so crap. So I feel like okay, it must be that they had to save money because there's going to be some epic stuff coming later because they just did not spend the money on that scene. It looked terrible. Well, for me, I don't mind because less is more sometimes. I mean, sometimes they'll try to put in some garbage CGI crap and it looks just like garbage. Or maybe not garbage, but like the twin scene. It, It was clearly cartoonish. We talked about that. Um and like the special editions when they came out and you saw like random cartoons walking in front of the screen out of nowhere. So I'm way more in favor of just doing like a campfire, like three amigos style, you know, just to bring out your blue. Fair enough. Shadows <laughs> on moon <the> river. <laughs> so, well, would you like me to continue or will I bum you out by telling you what else I thought was garbage about this episode? No, you're not going to bother me. The music, Teeb, the music when he goes to the mod shop, uh, it's it's maybe it's the whole scene. It's the fact that this does not belong on Tatooine. Um, it's way too techno. 
like Tatooine should be like a cowboy tattoo shop, you know? It shouldn't be like this super hyper futuristic style tattoo shop. Um like the parts should have rust on them and this guy should have like, you know, like at least like an eyeball out of place or something. But he's like all super stylish and he's got his dreadlocks and stuff and he's like, you know, clearly plays like ba- uh you know, a guitar in the band on the weekends uh, at the cantina. Um just way too slick and that that techno music, I just hated it. Awful. Well, did you notice they had another one of them, uh, one of your favorite speeder bikes in front of the shop? They too? did indeed. They certainly did. Yeah. That was just for you. Just to spite you. Like they listened to our yep. episode and they said, we got to add that in. <laughs> we only have a three days, but we're going to add that in. Do it. Just for duper. Well, normally I don't give myself this this license today, but because I haven't been feeling well with the Bantha flu, I'm going to give myself the chance to go for a trifecta, a hat trick. There is a third thing I hated about this episode. Can you guess what it is? Um, fire spray? No, I'm okay with that. I get it. It's actually a cool name, and I don't mind, like them calling i don't mind it either but point. i've seen people online saying that they uh you know well what maybe maybe boba doesn't want to be associated with slavery because that's like the worst thing in the in the galaxy to be associated with we all know that from uh Briath, uh theron and, and the legends however i would like to have him address that at some point like well why didn't used to be slave one uh yeah it did you know in my youth i was, it was slave one in my youth you know that kind of thing. I don't know why it was ever called Slave One. I think I think it has more to do with like um, master slave when it comes to um, like computers, and like how he basically he's the master and you're the. Sl- I don't know. I really don't know why he calls it Slave One, but he did. And so for him to now just call it Fire Spray, out of nowhere, it's it's revisionist history, and I don't like that kind of crap. It, unless you're gonna explain it, like. You know, wait, fire spray? Everybody knows that Boba Fett flies the Slave One. Well, I always thought that was a stupid name. I inherited the ship from my father. You know, something. Just even a throwaway line. It wasn't clear to me that he was calling the ship that, like, more as if he was saying it is a fire spray ship. Like he said, my ah, fire spray gunner. Like a class. Like a yes, class? Like, like, like my motorcycle, basically. So I wasn't sure that he was redefining the name. It seemed like a clever way of them getting around that whole renaming thing without actually renaming it. So I, did, I didn't mind that so much. Um, if you go back and watch it, I think you'll find that he says, you know, I, they, I have to go there to get my fire spray gunner. Um, which means like it's hmm. one of many, right? They're it's a class. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, then it's like fire. Like I said, Firefly, which it's the Serenity. Yep. The Serenity is the name of the ship. The Firefly is the class of ship. Right. So it's all, I'd be okay with just that. like with I the mean, Falcon. It's like a YT model freighter, right? Um, right. So, in any case, the thing that I really just I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, loopy from the flu, but I don't understand why they spoiled the next episode. Like. Credits can buy muscle if you know where to look. Wink, wink, wink. Like, I mean, they could have made it 0% more obvious uh, where we're going to find that muscle from. And what a, what a, like, surprise, really. I wasn't expecting to see the Mandalorian in this season at all. Um, I don't know how they're going to work sure it's it. Are going to be the Mandalorian and not somebody from the Mandalorian series? It could be, but I mean, come on, like, that noise is the Mandalorian's song, right? Um, 
that's his like I'm I'm riding into the sunset victorious theme yeah so I think it's gonna have to be him and possibly Grogu is gonna come and you know mess it up like I, I I really hope not. I really hope we don't see Grogu in this. Uh, but but yeah, I I think we're definitely going to see Mandalorian. Of course, we're not going to see Cara Dune because she's been canceled by Disney. Thank God. I, you know. Um, but maybe we'll see also some other people associated with it. But but yeah, I think they they did not have to spoil that. It was unnecessary. They should have left it blank. Um, just to put it a question mark instead of an exclamation point. I completely disagree with you, but that's okay. Oh, I, well, I still love you. I want to hear your opinion because I am soft and sensitive. The this bantha flu has made me more uh, empathetic and open to the opinions of others. What? Wow! So there's a there's a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think that we're gonna get Cara Dune. I think it's gonna shock the entire universe. It's gonna shock our universe, galaxy far, far away's universe, uh, all that good stuff. I, no, actually, I don't think it's gonna be Cara Dune. I think it might be. Uh, What's his duck? The guy they got the armor from. Oh, yeah, Cobb Vanth. Is it, uh, yeah, yeah, Cobb Vanth. They're going to get him and some of his guys. I don't think Pedro Pascal is going to be in this. Hmm. Okay. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Interesting, eh, interesting. Whatever. But I, I think that I, that's the Mandalorian show's music. I don't <coughs> I guess technically that's his theme as well, but... I don't it's know. his. Theme. I just think that would be cheesy because Boba Fett, he's got his own series. Let him have his series. Let the Mandalorian live in his series. You know, he can't. He can't run a seven series arc on his own it, without the Mandalorian coming in and saving his ass. It seems uh, like poorly conceived. Like I don't think this is the idea from the beginning. <laughs> that one part was too bright. <laughs> bright colors. <laughs> the, the, the part that they killed that one character. They should have done that. Uh, the one part didn't even sound like George Lucas. And then one part was way too woke. The other part wasn't woke enough. Uh, oh, and something about Kathy Kennedy <laughs> in the scene that looked like it belonged in an episode of Gumby. <laughs> Ratatouille is my least favorite Disney film. <laughs> and then one ship looked like it was out of Star Trek and not Star Wars. <laughs> I give it a, a 7 out of 10. This episode made me keenly aware of how they were just setting up a show. In the beginning of The Mandalorian, when they had Boba Fett rescue Fennec Sand, they really hadn't thought through what was going to happen. Because here's my question, Teeb. If you remember, what happened to Boba Fett after he escaped the Sarlacc pit? Well, he was uh, rescued. No, before that. Like, right after he escaped. What happened to him? Oh, he passed out. And then what happened? The Jawas. What did they do to him? They stripped him. They stripped him of his armor, right? They took all his Beskar armor and everything. Now... When we meet Boba Fett for the first time when he comes up to Fennec Sand, how do we know it's Boba Fett? Well, we see... We talked about that. We said that it might not be, and you're like, well, that would be the biggest, you know... Yeah, but why did we even think it could have been? Because of his spurs. Ah, the spurs, right. So we're, we're to believe that Boba Fett has been out with the Tusken Raiders for like four or five years wearing only his spurs from his armor? Like... 
and then he just comes up to Fennec Shand like with the spurs on and his Tuscan robes. Oh, you think like, he's going around and collecting his gear? And by the time he gets to to Cobb Vanth, he's kind of like that's the final piece that he needs. No, I'm saying it's an oversight. Pieces. I'm saying that why would he be wearing the spurs? Cobb Vanth would have the spurs because the Jawas would have taken those too. Yeah, it's possible that the Jawas might have sold them. Or maybe they I mean, fell off and not, he found them in the sand somehow. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think you might. Now, this is interesting. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie. Um, it's a movie called Jaws. Are you familiar with that one? Jaws. Uh, yeah. No, I have not seen that movie. Cage goes in the water. Oh, yeah. Water. Okay, right, right, right. Yes. Shark goes in the water. Got it. Yeah. Well, there was a toy that they sold for this movie Jaws that, you know, I know. I'm, I'm. I understand that you haven't heard of it. It's not that popular, but um, there was a toy that they sold where you could. It was like this plastic shark, and you had this, uh, this this hook, this gaffing hook, and you would put it in, and it had this rubber band, and while you were putting it in, you had to try and pull things out of it, and you took turns playing this game trying to pull things out of the shark, and every once in a while, the shark would just <laughs> clamp on on the on the gaffing hook and you would lose the game right because it was like yeah it bit so i thought it was interesting that they showed the sarlacc and they were pulling things out of it i felt like that might be some kind of uh, metaphor or even uh some kind of nod to jaws there I, mm. I'm reading into that i could but, see that i thought it was just a promotion for the vagina molecule monologues oh we did talk about the sarlacc uh the sarlacc monologues uh sadly yeah. i don't think that's gonna happen now because she's been blown to smithereens but there still is the you know, her 25-year-old Sarlacc daughter out there who's probably going to get revenge now. Yeah. That's what happened to her mom. So um, that, uh, yeah, that definitely could be could be the case. So. But I could see, I could actually see Disney selling that toy. I could see them selling, like, the Sarlacc pit snap toy, right? Like, it's going to get you. you got to try and get the, the armor out, and you got to try to get all the different little things out, like uh, little license plates, little mod bikes. Annoying, <laughs> like uh, a barrel of monkeys on crack. <laughs> Yeah, and then you gotta grab it, and then if you know the the sarlacc can get you, and can get you with the little rubber band, snap you. Teeb, if you haven't patented this, um, it sounds like something you may want to patent. Yeah, because sarlacc fishing. Who that. knew sarlacc fishing was a sport in Tatooine? You know, sarlacc fishing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you yeah. could get all sorts of fun stuff out of. Think about all the crap that a sarlacc has eaten over the years. I mean. There could be a bowling alley in there. <laughs> <laughs> Old speeder bikes, license plates, uh, tor tor tortoises with those plastic six-pack rings around their necks, I'm sure. Uh, all kinds of horrible things can end up in a Sarlacc's belly. So, Okay, Teeb, well, you've done pretty well on our Sound Scavenger Hunt game. Uh, last week, you got it easily. Um, so hopefully this week is a little more difficult, um, a little bit different as well. So see if you can identify why this clip is connected to this episode of The Book of Boba Fett. I don't see you uh, bopping your neck, Teeb, to the beat. Uh, you're not grooving. You're not grooving down, buddy. 
Any uh, any ideas? I have no idea. I had a hard time uh, hearing the lyrics. I guess there's something about if somebody's inside of you. So the lyrics so, are really not important, actually. Um, if you don't okay. know the song, it's probably not going to help. This is by uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, the song is called These Walls. These Walls by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. These Walls. You're not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, apparently. No, no, I'm not, no. I'm so, a Philomar fan, so I'm happy that you said he was in this episode, but he's in a lot of Star Wars stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. Who? Phil Lamar. Oh, Phil Lamar. Oh, yeah. So um, From uh, Mad TV. Kendrick yeah. Lamar uh, worked with a bassist on this song named Thundercat, otherwise known as Stephen Lee Bruner, uh, uh, who's been in bands yes. such as Suicidal Tendencies and all kinds of collaborations. Do you know why Thundercat is related to this episode? Book of Boba Fett. Yes, I do. I do because one of the actors is his nickname is Thundercat. I noticed that. That's right. I'm guessing that's Black Crass Chrysanthemum. No, actually, Thundercat plays the mod parlor boss who does uh, the install on um who does the install on uh Fennec Shant. Um, he's the guy gotcha. with the orange dreadlocks. So yeah, so See, he I thought apparently that was the weekend. I thought that was the weekend. That's why I said that. <laughs> no, it's it's Thundercat. So. Thundercats. Yep. Oh! Thundercats. Oh, yeah. And, then, you know, unfortunately, I mixed up in my head because of the uh, Bantha flu, the the, the, the uh, Thundercats with Voltran, Voltran as well. Um, and I just lost my mind again thinking about those Vespas. <laughs> so I was like, no, no, don't remind Every me. Every time you say Voltran, you take a year off of my life. <laughs> oh, Voltron. you should have told me that. Now I'm going to say it all the time. <laughs> Speaking of Jeff Bridges, Tron. Just think Jeff Bridges. Voltron. Voltron. Tron. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Well, in any case, uh, sorry you lose today on the um, the sound scavenger hunt, but maybe next week there's always a chance. So don't give up, Teep. Don't give up. I never give up. All right. Quitters. Okay. So what's the bounty on this episode for you, bud? What do you What do you give it? I'd probably give it about a six. All right. Four. 674 that's pretty good um you know for me i'd say out of out of 10 stars i'm gonna give this one like a four and a half this was not my favorite episode it just it was weird tonally like the ratatouille scene the um cyberpunk uh techno scene and then like the bar scene with with black black chrysanthemum to black like everything together it just it didn't really cohere like some of the other episodes have although there was this nice mirroring of the past and the present with him like gathering the storm of Fennec Shand and gathering the storm of Black Kersantan. Um So, you know, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, not my favorite episode, honestly. I, I remember several times looking at it and being like, this sucks. <laughs> so Well, there was at least one point that I felt was a little unnecessary, and that's kind of the showing uh, Fennec Shand getting her, her cyber parts, right? Like... For one, it was filler. I just this for one. I assumed, yeah, literally, <laughs> fill her. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dear. Fill her and fill her. So anyway, uh, but it's like, um, you know, for one, I had no idea that she wasn't already, like always a cyborg. Like I didn't know that. Like why would I know that? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then two, 
I guess I mean I, I guess it kind of makes sense because they showed her getting shot in the stomach, and then later on you see her having like a a, a cyber uh, I guess mod is now the new term, um, the the modded stomach. But I didn't need to see like how that happened. Like, oh, I wonder how that happened. It, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out. They went somewhere and had it done, save her life, right? So. Yeah. I, th th that was you know it was interesting. I felt it was. Um, you know, it was tacked on. But um, there would be people, though, that would be like, well, how did that happen? I don't understand. Really? You don't understand? Well, use your imagination. Remember that? Oh, by the way, let's talk about imagination very, very quickly. In real life, in this world of ours, people stood in line for six and a half hours to buy a figment popcorn bucket at Epcot. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's real news. That's, like, honest to God. Real news. Figment. News He's use. that little dragon guy, right? Yeah. Figment. Imagination. Man, you are so unversed in the ways of Disney. It's sad. No, I know who that is because I've been to Epcot Center, actually. That's the only part of Disney I've ever been to. And I remember I was like, you know, eight or nine, and there was this kid in line ahead of me. Uh, I don't know what we were in line for. And he had this little plastic Figment uh, thing. And for some reason, I was really curious what it was. And so I asked him, Hey, what is that? And like, he kind of just blew me off. And then like, then lines came back around, you know, and I had a chance to talk to him again. I was like, no, 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 no. what is that? And I, I like, I tried to grab it from him and stuff. And he just looked at me like sheepishly like, it's Fignet, it's Fignet. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And like, probably people, if like, if I had been older and I had done that, they would have thought that I was trying to steal his toy. But I mean, since I was a child myself, um, it wasn't a, a bad thing, but. Uh, wait, wait. Wait a minute. That was you. <laughs> Do you know how many years I've been in therapy because of that? Because somebody, I was at Epcot and I was staying in line and this really weird kid kept asking me about Figment and I was like, This oh strange God, kid with a mask. I don't want to interact with you. I was afraid. And then he grabs my Figment, almost taking it off my chest. That was you. It was that, me. It, it totally makes sense. It's it, the universe bringing me together, bringing us together. All to comes back around, baby. Again. Yes. So, all right. Well, Tim, would you read a review for yes. us from one of our great reviews? Is it about this show or is it another show? Yeah, it's just from Faking Star Wars. Is it Wars. a good show? Can I read a good one? Yeah. Read read this one right down here. Now, is this uh, from the Twitters? Yeah, this is from this is from iTunes Canada. Okay, from. Little Bones 1, iTunes Canada. It's amazing whitey comedy. Love the satire and sense of humor. Yeah, so thank you, Little Bones 1. Um, we appreciate you thinking that we are witty comedy. Um, love the satire. No, no, that's whitey comedy. I, I believe that's whitey comedy. I believe they're uh, racists. No, they aren't. They aren't. Teed. Amazing white. I'm reading it right here. Amazing whitey comedy. Love this. They're just Canadian. Humor. They're just Canadian. I know they're often confused Canadians and racists, but no, they're not. They they just like us. So, um, they like everybody. This is great. You know, we're getting more reviews on the podcast. Please go ahead and write a review uh, if you haven't already, because it helps uh, spread the word about the the faking Star Wars radio in the galaxy. So. Well, sadly, Teeb, 
that is all we have time for. Uh, don't forget again to join our contest, name that rank course, submit as many times as you want, and we'll pick the best entry to win some swag off of our t-shirt and merch store. That's bit.ly slash FSW merch. Get on there and check it out ahead of time to get excited about what you might win. Um, but yeah, Teeb, it's it's been good. You know, we're we're over the midpoint now. Um, only three to go. How do you feel about everything? Uh, are you happy that we decided to make Fet Fellas so far? I'm very happy about this decision. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I actually really am. Um, I like that it's a self-contained thing. Yeah. that we're doing here, so people can listen to it for it. You know, it's evergreen, as they say. They can listen to it forever. Anybody who's ever been a fan of Boba Fett. You can listen to this, you know, for infinity. You could be on your deathbed, and you could just keep playing this over and over again and be softly lulled into the other world. That's very poetic. Um, so tell the listeners where they can find us. You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Real Faking Star Wars. That's right. And uh, if you want to submit any questions for us on Twitter about the Book of Boba Fett, Fett Fellas, or anything else Star Wars related, use the hashtag FSW Radio, and we'll try to get to it next week. And you can also, again, uh, just a reminder, get on our t-shirt store for t-shirts and mugs and other great gear at bit.ly slash FSW merch. And go ahead and follow me on Storm Duper. And go ahead and follow me on Twitter. I am Storm Duper. And you can also follow our buddy Vegan the Hut. He's just like it says, uh, Vegan the Hut. And you can follow me on Twitter at @teamrontor. And make sure that you follow FSW Radio also on Twitter and Instagram. And I wanted to say, or I want to remind you, make sure you use that hashtag, hashtag name that rancor. That's right. When you are submitting your. Uh, submissions yep and uh, we'd love to have you also as a patreon supporter we have a bunch of patreon supporters who've been faithfully supporting us um both at the jedi padawan and jedi knight level stephen howard um taxis carlson and keith Harmon. uh we'd love to have your support for as little as a buck a month and again if you haven't written us a review on itunes or Podchaser or whatever your platform of choice is please do that we'd love to go up in the rankings and we love reading funny reviews too so use your creativity yes and if they aren't funny we'll make them funny so you don't have to worry too much and one more thing we have merged our discords with the one and only Cam Ray of Cam Ray Semi Productions so head over to bit.ly slash Cam Ray Discord that's C-A-M-R-A-Y Discord Cam Ray Discord to join in on all things Star Wars related and please, please, please stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. Yeah, and I just wanted to add one last thing. Uh, Ming-Na Wan is 65 years old, and uh, apparently she's under contract from Satan, I mean Disney, to work uh, for the next uh, five years. It's amazing. She's allowed to get off of her, her contract, so... She'll be uh, kicking 70, and she'll be uh, kicking ass. Amazing. Well, maybe we'll see 17 more seasons of The Book of Boba Fett. I can't wait. Well, they'll just keep building her up more and more. They'll just keep adding fill her to her and until you know, she's completely a cyborg, and then Disney will own her they'll, completely. They'll clone her and stuff her with herself. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Well, how about a, that's a Russian doll situation there, so. All right. I'll see you later, Teeb. I love you. Thanks for listening. 
Please write a review for this show on iTunes or Podchaser, and be sure to visit fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network.